The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now something different. Restaurants and food outlets need to cut down on the amount of food they put on people's plates. Well, that's according to the Minister for Agriculture and Food, Minister Charlie McConnellogue. He said it would be a better approach to allow people to ask for seconds rather than overload. And of course, underlying this is the issue, serious issue, of very significant uh, food waste. The Environmental Protection Agency in 2020 estimated Ireland's food waste annually was 770,000 tonnes. And they give a breakdown between households, uh, hospitality sector uh, and, and manufacturing and so on. Well, joining us to discuss this of whether the Minister is talking sense uh, or uh, whether we need to have more active policies dealing with food waste, both in terms of prevention and processing. It's a pleasure to welcome John Gibbons, environmental journalist, uh, to the Pat Kenny Show. Uh, John, what's your take on the Minister's comments? Uh, good morning, Ivan. Yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting observation. Uh, and I have to say, it hasn't been my experience. I, I can't claim I eat out maybe as regularly as the minister, but I haven't really observed uh, overloaded plates in restaurants. I really haven't. Uh, so th- the phenomenon he's describing in, in in this interview, to me, seems more like the American phenomenon where they really do pile on the food and then people end up with doggy bags. But I can truthfully say, uh, having eaten out, I guess, probably as as, as regularly or as, as infrequently as, as most people, um, I don't think we've ever asked for a doggy bag because we haven't had vast amounts of, of uneaten food. Uh, but I think the, the point the minister is trying to make is, is, a, is a serious one, however, and that, as you, as you outlined in your statistics there, you know, we've got massive issue with food waste right along the chain. I think it's probably important, Ivan, to say that the, the number one source of, of food waste uh, is, is at the processing and manufacture level. And of course, this, I mean, food gets wasted at every step along the chain from literally from the field to the fork and i suppose uh, the minister was focusing on the on that last little uh, 12 inches from the plate to the fork but before it gets to your plate most of the food waste has already occurred uh, and this happens for all kinds of reasons we know for example uh, supermarkets are a huge source of food waste uh, most people will be familiar with the the acronym bog off which uh, is otherwise known as buy one, get one free, where people are incentivized, financially incentivized, basically to over-purchase fresh foods. This suits the supermarkets, but many of these fresh foods, Ivan, we know, end up uh, residing in people's fridges for a few days and then getting thrown out. In other words, they were bought because there was a special offer on them, because that's what suits the supermarket. We over we overpurchase them and then they get thrown out. I'm told, for example, that... Um, Salads are the number one uh, item that are thrown out of our fridges at home because, again, these are perishable things. So, so when supermarkets are pushing this, uh, that's part of it. Another thing I'd say is that uh, there's a statistic in Ireland that says that 40% of all vegetables are discarded before being sold to consumers. This is where supermarkets and other retail outlets reject the vegetables for all kinds of reasons. Uh, for example, um, 18,000 tons of carrots are regarded as unsaleable. Ireland, 8,000 tons of cabbage, uh, many thousands of tons. Potatoes, apparently the number one thing. This can happen either because the supermarkets uh, reject them or, as we've seen in recent months, uh, farmers have huge issues uh, harvesting some crops like potatoes because of, of the extreme uh, 
precipitation rainfall that we've had in recent months. And what that means is that we're getting a loss of food production because of extreme weather. In other words, it's next to impossible to harvest it. Or maybe by the time you've harvested it and got it uh, into the production chain, the food is is, is spoiled. Okay, a, a lot in that. We'll just get the minister's comments out of the way first. I mean, I find that... <laughs> If you go to get a fish and chips and a takeaway, you could often have too many chips. And, uh, you know, if you go to a carvery, uh, you know, you, you can actually say I'll have more of that or less of that or whatever. But I find with fine dining, uh, the most expensive ones, you go to the place half starving. I mean, the fact of the matter is your starter is usually one mouthful. The main course, I mean, they're very stingy and you could be paying, you know, 70 euros for it. I agree with you, Ivan, and that's why I say I, I found I found the minister's comments uh, puzzling. I have definitely seen it. I think most people, for example, who've had the experience of dining in America will understand when you know you order and oh, you massive portions, a, massive a mountain portions. of food, yeah. and you're looking at it and thinking, "Oh my God, how am I supposed to eat that?" So that the so-called doggy bag that the minister referred to is an American phenomenon. So I, I do think he's on the right track here. I think food waste is a huge issue. He points out, for example, that there's a you know there, there's a climate and emissions implications for food waste. Of course there is because there's huge emissions embedded in food production. So therefore, if that's not getting, you know, if that's not getting that, that last 12 inches down, down our gullet, well, clearly it's wasted. But I'm just, I don't see, uh, to me, it seems the last place I'd be starting in Ireland is suggesting that restaurants okay. are over. Well, let's, let's go to the ones you did highlight. And I was, I absolutely agree with you. And of a text there from Potato Growing in North County, Dublin here. The potatoes that are thrown out for animal feed is scandalous. Tons of perfectly good potatoes are thrown out because small blemishes and supermarket standards. We eat with our eyes now. And, you know, if the carrot isn't straight and they all must be perfect. And you said 40% of vegetables are actually rejected. So first question, what happens to them? Um, so I, I, and, and secondly, surely the sensible thing would be to have a two-tier pricing thing. If you want pristine straight carrots or if you want crooked carrots, you'd have two prices. In other words, once you chop them up, it's all the same. Uh, Why do, you know, if there's price wars in Lidl and Aldi and Dunn stores and Tesco, why aren't they copping on to something where they can have cheaper food? You you would think that, Ivan, but I think it comes down to what you described as a straight carrot. Now, I had a go in the last couple of years at growing carrots, just just not on an industrial scale, but just just in really tiny, small scale. And it's really difficult to grow carrots straight. They like to grow in, in all kinds of weird shapes and they like to clump together. Now, if I showed you what I'd grown, you probably wouldn't want to eat it because it doesn't look good relative to what we're used to. But the fact is, it's every bit as good once you once you eat it. But Supermarkets will not take my crooked carrots. Not that I'm offering them, but they're not. They wouldn't take crooked carrots, so they will only grow carrots, or they will only sh- uh, stock carrots that are grown under certain conditions and that match certain shape criteria. Because their view is that's what the customer wants, and we as customers have been conditioned. We only want apples that have no blemishes. Therefore, they end up using pesticides to treat the to treat the apples to make sure that there's no blemishes, no insects come in contact with it. Because if you or I pick up an apple, Ivan, in a supermarket and bring it home and there's a bit of a hole in it, well, we're straight back in with a complaint. And that's what we've become conditioned to, is the idea that food is perfect. 
perfect food served in served up to us in supermarkets. Now, as you know, in nature, nothing is perfect. Everything has ble- blemishes and wrinkles and, and, and creases. But we've become conditioned probably largely by supermarkets. I'm just about old enough to remember, you know, going shopping with my mum where things like uh, vegetables were bought in the local veg shop. And genuinely, their vegetables came in all shapes and sizes. What's happened since then is that the the those veg shops have mostly disappeared in Ireland. They've been replaced by large multiples with incredibly powerful buyers, and they can make or break a horticulture outfit. And I'm sure you know this well, Ivan, that yeah. in Ireland we have less than, well, sorry, barely 1% of our agriculture is horticulture in Ireland. And that is largely because uh, of the power of the multiples in this country and because horticulture, for whatever reason, has been the, the poor relation, the Cinderella in Ireland. And it's such a shame because it's such a, a powerful source of food production for human consumption. And it's one area, you know, there's many things we do very well in Ireland, but horticulture is the one area that it is absolutely the poor relation. And, and so, you can sorry, see John, why, I, because I, I'm okay, sure that horticulturists listen that to point, us this morning, I, I a few that are left, and they're saying, well, hang on, we get screwed over. Yeah. So so, so the, the issue of food waste from restaurants and from the retail sector. I thought, because I've, I've actually been at award ceremonies where uh, retail chains and others have got awards for linking up with a local not-for-profit charity that actually takes in systemically each week uh, all the surplus waste food. And they've kind of been lauded for this because, you know, as you know, the the, the, the free food kitchens and so on have been under huge pressure and so on. Is that just kind of very token? I think, I mean, first of all, Ivan, that, that means that's how they get rid of the food that has basically already been taken in. But the point is, a lot of it, won't they won't accept it in the first place. But on that point, uh, most supermarkets have very aggressive what are called best before dates. So as you know, this can apply to, to longer uh, shelf items, but it also reply, applies aggressively to short shelf items. As soon as they hit the best before date, they get thrown out. Now, if we're lucky, they get either recycled into animal feed or they get uh, recycled into, or more likely, into uh, composting. But um, the fact is, those aggressive best before dates, which, by the way, are again about this idea of food being being perfect. It isn't that food is unsafe. It's just about the appearance of it. And those best before dates are one of the reasons why we have such large losses of food at retail. And of course, it has an effect because you might say, well, that's the supermarket's problem. If they want to throw out food, I'm not paying for it. But you are, because if their policies involve throwing out perfectly edible food, then the price is going on the food that you are buying. So there's no easy out on this. All right, John Gibbons, uh, environmental journalist. Uh, Thank you indeed for those insights into the Minister's government and the general issue of food waste. And I see it's 1.3 billion a year now. It's costing the country in this. Um, And maybe this is the solution at retail level. A texter says, in Australia... The supermarkets sell packets of vegetables, such as carrots, that are cheaper and they're branded ugly vegetables. It's now become a real popular thing there, says Bill. Um, Food waste, it's caused by supermarkets, i.e. a bag of 10 carrots, 49 cents, but one loose carrot can cost up to 60 cents. The bag of 10 carrots will only keep about two days in the house where a loose carrot is a better grade of vegetable. And something John alluded to there... The sell-by date and the use-by date 
are half the problem. All right, keep the texts and the WhatsApp coming uh, on the line uh, 53106. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.